Welcome back to the energetics of everything, your favorite place to learn about all things wealth, health, and personal development from an energetic perspective. If you are someone who is in pursuit of both being the best version of yourself and creating a wildly impactful life, then this is the place for you. Throughout this podcast, you will learn how to use my hindsight as your foresight as you identify your purpose, optimize your behavior patterns, and create a ripple effect of positive change that your soul knows you're capable of. My name is Eden Carpenter, and I am so excited to be a part of your personal growth today. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Energetics of Everything. Today, I have an amazing guest with me, Lauren, who happens to be the coach who ran the first mastermind that I ever participated in that was quite literally life-changing. I think that both of the live events that we have gone to were very pivotal moments in my experience. (laughs) We're both like nodding and saying yes. Lauren is a self-projected projector. She's a 6'2", and she does such a good job of embodying that role model energy and really authentically sharing her story. I have learned so much from her over the last several years, both from working with her and from just watching her and witness her in her own healing journey and her own unfolding and awakening. It's been absolutely an honor to witness and watch this amazing unfolding. She's here and she has some questions about a connection chart between her and a business partner that she is working with, a medicine teacher. We are going to just kind of chat about how this connection chart is going to apply in their work together and how they can hopefully communicate with ease, understand their partnership a little bit better. And it's going to be a great opportunity for you guys to start to understand how these charts work in collaboration. So Lauren, I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Honestly, this is something I've been looking forward to for like several weeks. So yeah, truly grateful, super humbled, blessed, and excited. So tell me just a little bit about what's the dynamic between you and this business partner? What does it look like? What are the things that you guys are doing together? Yeah. Should I get into the story of how this all started? Yeah. Tell us the story. I'll give you some background. I feel like it's almost like this really weird thing I've started to notice in my life where like divine timing synchronicities, right? Like they're even more powerful now for me and my observation and my relationship with this man, my teacher, it happened in this really, really beautiful way. I was going through a really dark night of my life. I was really struggling and I went back to Sedona, Arizona, because that's the place that I have always received deep healing from. I had my huge spiritual awakening back there in 2014. I went to Cathedral Rock to pray and I was like, Lord, help me. I'm going through it like dark night. I sat with some mushrooms and it was this night where it was like a static dance. There were all these like people mm-hmm. dancing and celebrating and I was just crying. I'm like, I can't dance. I don't feel happy. I feel uncomfortable in my body. I was crying about that. All of a sudden I started to hear this voice like behind me and it was this man. He was talking about ayahuasca. I was like, oh my God there's somebody here that like knows this world. Let me go and let me hear from him. 
almost like a disciple of Jesus. All these people are just like sitting around him as he's talking. It was so funny. He was like, I'm not a guru. I'm just a man. I serve medicine. And I just knew I need to study with this man. And so I studied with him for a year. I sat with him every six weeks routinely in this medicine path. And now this really beautiful thing's opening up where we're working together. This was your question of what the dynamics are. They're complex, right? The dynamics between him and I, you're laughing because I think you probably know from reading our charts. That yeah, I'm like, just picking up on all the little details. <laughs> there's this energy of like, oh my God, this man is fucking brilliant and he's my teacher. There's also this energy of like, he's my brother and my partner in that way. We're like man and woman, like brother and sister. You know, and then there are also these other dynamics of I'm learning from him. Like psychically, I feel like when he talks to me, I'm like, you're saying something, but I'm like, you're awake. Whatever you're saying is like tripping me out the way he communicates and I communicate. But the reason I wanted to have this conversation was because we're doing all of these beautiful things. We're building community. We're traveling and doing private work together, facilitating in sacred space, helping people heal the way that this medicine's helped me. But my last business partner, we didn't get a reading until we were like a year and a half into things. And it was like, like you could just tell the person reading our charts was like, I don't know how to say this, but you know, like, yeah. and it didn't work out. So now I'm here and I want to know what actually is happening in the dynamic that I have with mm -hmm. this man and like how to work with it and how to be in right relationship with it so that we can grow and do this mission work together. Cause it's yeah. super sacred. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry. That's it. That's me. I love that. Yeah. That also just helps me get to know your partner a little bit better too. Cause seeing a chart is one thing, but hearing the stories and hearing how they're showing up in their design is always so much more helpful than just looking at a chart to actually understand a person. So that was very helpful. Okay. So what are your major questions? Oh my God. Like I, what was that? Or just one. I have a million. I have a million. My big concern is part of this dynamic. I'm a woman and I'm working with a man, right? And he is a very wise, he's an older man. He's 56, I think. And sometimes there are these things that happen in our communication where I feel like I can't say what I really want to say. I kind of meek down and get small. I kind of want to understand. Obviously my big question is tell me about his chart. I want to understand him. And then also our communication, what happens in our dynamic? Why do we work well together, but also where are the dysfunctions or the things mm -hmm. that we need to be mindful of? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. I'm going to share the connection chart just so that you can see what we're doing. No one else will get to see this. So <laughs> You're special. Just you get to see the chart. <laughs> Seeing his design is really fascinating to me. He's a two, four pure manifesting generator. And the only channel that he has to find that 3420 is also my conscious son and earth. So this is my conscious design is pretty much his design with only the 3420 defined and then everything else is undefined in that chart. I'm very familiar with the channel that he is speaking from. So I think, again, it's even more divine that we are having this conversation yeah. because I have 
spent so much time reading and learning and diving into that single channel that he has. Just talking about and just thinking about the 3420, a lot of the work that he is doing from just that brief little summary, it makes a lot of sense. The 3420, it's the only manifesting generator channel in the entire body graph. And as we're seeing, he's this pure manifesting generator with one channel defined in his body graph. But this channel 34 is, so all of the gates in the sacral center hold some sort of sexual energy because the sacral center is dealing with life force. Life force energy is sexual energy inherently. The 34 specifically holds this asexual tone to it because it's immediately translating all of that life force energy directly into work. While he has a very active sacral, we've got six gates defined in there. The only one that's actually a channel and the one where all of that energy is coming through is in his work. He's manifesting it. He's speaking it into existence. You'd mentioned masculine and feminine energy dynamics and how that would work out. The primary way that he expresses his sexual energy is through his work. I'm very similar in that my work is one of the most satisfying things in my life. And I will forget that sex exists. I will forget that my husband exists. I can be fully just wrapped up in my work and fully satisfied from getting to do what I want to do. You you turned your mic on. Is there a question? (laughs) No, no. I'm just fascinated already by what you're sharing. It's like a very truth element to what I've noticed about him and his work. Yeah. hundred percent. Ooh, very cool. So his 34 and his 20 are both in pretty prominent placements as well. He has 34.6 as his conscious Mars. Mars is this energy of immaturity that then becomes mature. When we talk about Haitian in Gene Keys, we're talking about a Mars gate. Mars specifically what it does, it has this younger brother archetype And so I always think of, I have a great story actually for this. I think of my younger brother who, when we were growing up, he was chaotic. He was all over the place. He was very immature, just like all of these things. And I went back home a month ago and got to see all of my siblings for the first time in a really long time. And he's majoring in biochemistry. He's working with all of these professors to go on to med school and he's doing this intense, intense research. There's this immediate shift from where he's playing this like immaturity, this emotional immaturity, not taking anything seriously to where there's this snap of, I am taking this seriously and I'm focusing my energy and it's going to be productive. 34 being his conscious Mars is going to be one of the main areas where he is Probably in his early life, this was an immature thing. He was probably putting all of his energy towards things specifically because it's that 3420. He was probably responding to things and working on things that were not thought through and that may have led to some undesirable circumstances. But then now that he's able to really hone that 34, which the work that he's doing really sounds like it will go into the gate. A little bit here in a second, but now it seems like it's really matured into a gift that he's able to share with the world. Then 20 is his conscious Mercury, his communication style and the way that he's going to communicate happens to be the only gate in his throat center that is connected to a channel. The only channel in his throat center That's also his style of communication and what he likes to talk about. So gate 20 is the gate of the now and its highest frequencies is just pure presence. 
This is an integration circuitry. The integration circuitry are the ones, these couple gates that cross over and blend. You have the 10 and the 20. So that's also on integration circuitry. And then the 34 and the 57. That's like the ones where there's a whole bunch of different directions that these could go because you have 20 defined, but it's connected to 10 to make a channel. Yeah. Those are the only ones where like 20 could go to 57, it can go to 34 and it can go to 10. These integration circuits, it's on individual circuitry as well. So the underlying themes are empowering others through individual action, but the integration is what I think is like the most fascinating part because when I was reading about the 34, this line really stands out to me around sacred rituals have nothing to do with what you're doing, but it's the intention and the energy that you're bringing to it. 34, specifically the 3420 is really good at bringing that inspired energy and that intention that's going to create actual transformation. I know that you have done plant medicine ceremonies. You have worked with many different modalities and it's not the tool it's the actual intention behind it. People can be sitting with plant medicine and really their only goal is to get high and to see some things versus Mm -hmm. people who are sitting with it intentionally. You're using the same tool, you're going through the same actions, but it's really the energy behind it. The 3420 has this really cool power to make anything a sacred ritual because of the energy that it's bringing to absolutely everything. So at its highest expression, Washing the dishes is a sacred ritual and doing the laundry is a sacred ritual because you're putting that life force and into it. The 3420, when it's really putting its life force into something can get completely lost. It forgets the world exists. I forget to eat some days. If my husband didn't come in and feed me, (laughs) I would not survive because I get so wrapped up that I will like time blindness, lose where I am. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 5 p.m. And I've been sitting at my desk all day. The 3420, it's channeling integrative and mutative energy. Its goal isn't not just to create sacred rituals. It's really about changing and change happens through integration. Integration starts with the awareness of separation. This sounds a little bit counterintuitive, but in order to integrate two things, you have to recognize that they are separate. So like a behavior pattern, if you want to, let's say, create some healthy habits, you first have to accept that the habits that you have are not healthy. You have to recognize that there's a separation between where you are and what you're wanting to embody, what you're wanting to integrate. And then the integration goes a step deeper in finding the details that are differentiating where you are versus where you want to go. So if you can see the details of what's different, then you have a plan and a map for what needs to be integrated in order to go from where you are now to where you want to go. The 3420 in its shadow, it is going to just take action, just take action, just take action. Cause we're dealing with both a manifested and a generated strategy with this channel. The generated strategy is actually the ones that needs to come first. So you need to be encouraging patience and waiting and integration before taking action. The 3420, and I know this from personal experience, will jump into things and try and make it happen because you have a vision. We're dealing with the shadow of, in 34, we have the shadow of force. And then with 20, we have the shadow of superficiality. This is somebody who wants to force things to look a certain way. They get a vision and I do this too. I get a vision. I see the potential for something and I want to make it look a certain way. 
The trick is that you have to see the difference. You have to be patient enough to recognize that the vision that you have is not where you are right now. You have to create that separation say, okay, cool. I know where I want to go. I'm not there yet. What do I need to respond to? What do I need to notice? What's frustrating me in my current situation that is giving me signals that tell me what my next steps are so that I can get there. The manifested strategy wants to just jump in but the generated strategy needs to take over and says, wait, wait, wait to respond, integrate, prepare, and then you can take action. It's almost more of following a creative urge with this as well than just a respond. I'm going to do this really quickly. Yeah. It's interesting because he and I were having a conversation just yesterday. We were talking about just what's moving through his life and what's moving through my life. And he had said this concept of like, we were talking about being patient and waiting and not responding and giving space to things. And so I really resonate with that. And I did also want to ask you when you were describing, because this is all about his channel thus far in this conversation. So this concept of, I see the vision for what something could be, and I'm going to pour myself into it. I'm just going to go after it right away and not sit and not wait. You said something about how now in this season, he's, I don't know if it was referring to the fact that he's like more patient and more thoughtful, but the way you were describing things, you were like, now it sounds like, and when you were describing one of his Mars things, I think I just want to ask, is there in human design and this strategy, can you see the timelines ahead in astrology? We're like, oh, these years, this is what's happening. And now in these years, this is what's happening. Do you get what I'm asking here? Does this make yeah, sense? Yeah, there are life cycle things, but it's very similarly based off of the same things that we're looking at in astrology. I'm just talking like the now versus I'm assuming in childhood. I was Got more it. referencing like you were talking about his actions now and just getting yeah. to know him as a person. He sounds like he's more in this mature energy. When also you were being like 52. Yeah. 52. Yeah. I was when like, you I were hope he's mature. <laughs> When you were describing your brother and how chaotic he was as a child and that energy, my teacher often talks about that as well, that he was like that way as a child. It's like very relatable. Okay, cool. I'm clear. I have, I I got this. Awesome. This is so good. (laughs) Tell me more. Let's talk about your 10 to 20 channel. This is really interesting as well. If you'll notice down here, we have compromised channels. So there's a bunch of different kinds of channels here. The compromised channels means that one of you has the whole thing and the other person has part of it. With the 3420, you have 20, which technically means that when he is expressing and when he's communicating his truth, your 20 might feel like it is being compromised. This is going to be an area where Open communication is going to be very important. My husband and I have a couple of compromised channels as well, specifically in this because he has 34 and 57. So it's also in that 20 area. Again, like more, (laughs) more synchronistic layers here with your 10 to 20, the 10 is about personal behavior. So the 10 is instead of connecting your expression to life force energy in the 34 and pouring your energy into something Yours is about being. The 10 to 20, we've got the channel of awakening. You can see it here. Essentially, when I see this channel, it's like when you are taking action from your highest self, you probably have the ability to, uh, with your defined G center and with this channel, you can kind of just feel your divine self and that highest version of yourself, embody it and take action from that space. 
sometimes when you're together, it might not feel as easy to connect to this is my highest self and express it. That's just going to be some communication around open conversations. Like, Ooh, okay. I feel like my voice is kind of getting a little stuck here. Just ask for the invitation. Hey, can I express something? Can I share something? Just because that 20 is a little bit compromised with that channel, but along that his 20 is also compromised in the channel of awakening that you have the 10 to 20 because he has 20, but he doesn't have 10. And that's technically a channel. These three together, it's like you compromise him a little bit. He compromises you a little bit. That 20, which for you, it's your unconscious Jupiter, which is your culture. Essentially, this is how you attract and where you're going to attract your soul tribe, the people that are going to be in your space. So it's really interesting to me that that's his communication style. And he communicates in gate 20 (laughs) in that gate of the presence and just being present. That might've been what attracted you to him in the first place was he was just channeling. He was just talking. He was just speaking. He was just letting that energy flow through him. And you were like, whoa, yes, that feels really good. I want to be around that. Those compromised channels are areas where that open communication is just going to help you recognize that sometimes your energy just gets a little bit caught and with clarity and with intention, everyone still has the opportunity to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to this because a lot of our work, when we're working in these spaces, it's a lot of music channeling. There are times where it's like so great and I'm like channeling and I'm centered. And then there are other things that happen where I get kind of thrown off and I'm like, "Mm," you know, Mm -hmm. and I shrink down. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So this is super cool. Okay. Tell me about the magic we have. I know there's magic in here too. Oh yeah. Of course there's magic. (laughs) There's so much magic. What I really love about your connection chart together is that you guys complete the entire defense circuitry. The defense circuitry is two channels, but it's the 659, the 27 and the 50. And both of these are electromagnetic channels for you guys. But on top of that, you get access to both emotional awareness and that splenic awareness. You can see that neither of you has your splenic center defined or your emotional center defined in your individual charts. But when you come together, you have a very, very intense sense of safety and security and intimacy and tribe and connection. Yeah. That's (laughs) wild. I didn't even realize these aspects of the spiritual, it's almost like you're creating this like spiritual entity between you when you have two people together, right? You create this other third party Mm -hmm. and that third party can actually have defined centers that neither of you have. Okay, cool. Keep going. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. So both of those are electromagnetic channels. And so you guys have five electromagnetic channels. The electromagnetic channels are butterflies, When you meet someone, there's butterflies, there's a spark. You feel it physically. Probably the first time you met him, there was also that like, whoa, there's like fire here. There's electricity in this connection. It's because one person has one side and the other has the other. And these opposites are always looking to each other. If you wanted to look at all of those hanging gates, the hanging gates are like you have two here. 14 is going to be one that you're really looking for. Essentially all of the hanging gates You can kind of see he has 12 and 36. We're searching for the other end of that. I like to think of the body graph as a map. 
and all of the centers are different rooms. And then all of the channels are hallways. At each end of the hallway, there is a door and the door has a key. Everything that you have to find, those are the keys that you have. If you have a full channel, you can walk from one room to another all the time, all day long, no big deal. Then you have these hanging gates where you have the key to one side of the door. So you know this channel in this hallway exists, but you don't have the key to the other door. What we do, especially if it's a room that you don't have access to, so I actually have your shadow chart pulled up too. We get different labels for each of the different gates. The mental conditioning, that's where in an undefined center, essentially let's go with 34 because 34 is a big one in his chart and it happens to be a mental conditioning gate for you. Because you have 20 and you have 10, you're walking in this hallway very often. You're walking around in here and that means that you can come up to these doors and you can say, if I just had this key, I could just get through this door. I'd have sacral energy. I'd have more energy. I'd be able to do more. I'd be able to work more. I'd be able to produce more content. And so you get this mental conditioning of if I just had this one key for you, that 34 is going to be a trigger. He also has 27 and 14. He literally has every single one of the mental conditioning gates for you around your sacral center, which is not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It just is. It means that the things that you are looking for pretty actively since sacral center tends to be a higher conditioned center, specifically for projectors, since you are living in a generator dominated world, he has all of these three things that makes you feel like you have what you need in order to be producing the content that you want. That on top of that defense circuitry is really giving you this safe, secure access to sacral energy. Make sure that you're still spending plenty of time alone. Make sure that you're still emptying out your energy. This is such an amazing opportunity. And it sounds like it's probably one of the most divinely orchestrated opportunities for you to dive really, really deep into that sacral center conditioning to see, am I overworking myself? Is it okay if I am just the person who's kind of directing the show and not necessarily doing all of the physical work and the implementation side of things? It's going to be really good for you to have access to those. Yeah, this concept of safety that I feel from those channels, that's really clear to me. This channel between 50 and 6 and that mm-hmm. straight line, that's what you were calling as the defense yeah. channel? defense circuitry. Yeah, these two channels, it's on tribal circuitry as well. So there's the major circuits and then there's sub-circuits. The major circuit is tribal circuitry, which means it's dealing of themes of community and sharing and protecting those people that are around you. It makes so much sense that you guys are coming together to create really safe and incredible containers for people to heal in because you literally make it feel extremely, extremely safe. Neither of you does that fully on your own. You do in your own ways, but the way that it is together makes it feel just solid in that safety. We have 50 and 27 here, what we're doing is we're gaining this physical awareness, this intuitive ability to keep yourself safe physically to your life force. This is protecting life force energy. We have 27 and 50 and 50 deals with a lot of values. 27 is preservation. We're looking at preserving life force energy through recognizing what you value. What things do you value? Do you value safety? Do you intuitively know what you need to do in order to protect that life force energy and in order to let it grow? So there's going to be some questions that you're going to have there, things that are happening in the energy. 
you have the splenic awareness, which is the physical awareness, and then the emotional awareness, which is that spiritual awareness. So there's this additional, you know how you feel when you're together. And especially if you are having an open and honest conversation, it's really easy for you both to communicate how you're feeling together. I love that it's the 59 to 6 channel because it's what we call the source wave. It happens to be the least volatile of all of the emotional waves. Considering that neither of you have emotional definition on your own, you have to recognize that your partnership is an emotional authority. Your partnership has to wait out emotions. So each of you individually have to wait through your emotions until you have that individual clarity. When you're making decisions, this is just another reminder to be patient with the decisions that you're making. Give yourself time, see how you feel about every single aspect. And then for you, when you're in your own space, really connecting with that highest sense of self and taking action from that highest sense of self. Are you expressing yourself? Are you being creative? Does this feel like you? Just checking in with yourself and make sure that you still feel like you in and outside of the relationship. And then for him, making sure that he's excited about things, he's lit up by the work that he gets to do. With the 3420, it works so well when it is so amped up to go that it can't wait any longer. You want to kind of let that energy build, let that excitement build. I'm really, really, really excited about something that I won't get to launch for another like six weeks. (laughs) And every single time I think about it, it just builds. Every single time I think about it, I get more excited. All of that energy building up is actually going to be the fuel that's going to allow me to birth that project. If I started on it now, because I'm not excited about, and I haven't let myself sit with that anticipation of all of the different aspects of it yet. If I jumped into it now, instead of waiting to respond for that, like now is the time I cannot wait anymore. I would probably fizzle out and it wouldn't be what it really wants to be. So patience is going to be a huge theme for you guys. But yeah, so when you're together, you have emotional authority. It's that source wave, which means, so the 59 to 6, 59 is about transparency. It's about intimacy. If you think about the romance novel or a romance story, there's layers. You get to know someone a little bit and then you go a little bit deeper and then you go a little bit deeper. And there's kind of this steady progression of deep emotional connection. That's what this channel provides is the steady, deeper, 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 more transparent, more honest, more vulnerability, but it's creating such a safe space for both of you to really be honest with yourselves and to be really honest with each other as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you're talking about this concept of patience, something that I've noticed in our pattern around business and creation is that I'm the projector. So I have all these like big vision ideas of things we can do. And I'm also a Capricorn. I'm like, let's fucking go. And I'll feel (laughs) that like that push. Whereas he maybe because of his chart or because of his age or his experience, he takes this pause and he says, let me sit with this. Let me think about this. I guess I'm just wondering in my own personal chart, my tendency to want to go really quickly and take these action steps. Where does this come from? It could come from a couple of different places, but what's the loudest in my awareness is it's probably coming from your undefined root center. So the undefined root center, and I love that he has a fully open root center as well. So you're not getting any additional information in the root center from him. All of the gates that are defined in your root center are yours. There's no additional kind of influence on it. So together, this root center, the non-self is like, I have to do it now. Because if I don't do it now, then I can't rest. 
It's this, I have to get it done. And if you feel that pressure from outside of you saying, oh my gosh, it's on my to-do list. It's on my to-do list. I have to get this done now. Why not just get it done now? Why not just check it off now? Because there's this evolutionary pressure that might be almost rooted in a fear of if I don't do it now, I don't know if I will do it. My advice is going to be grounding, 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 grounding. And I love that patience is coming up because I can talk about like a gene keys thing in gene keys. We learn about the shadow is what gives you the ability to cultivate the gift. Patient people become patient by experiencing impatience. People who've never had to wait for anything in their lives are some of the most impatient people that I have ever met because they've never had the opportunity to wait for something and cultivate that energy of patience. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You feeling this impatience is actually a good sign because if you're feeling the impatience, one, you know the answer. The answer is I get to sit with this discomfort, sit with this feeling that's saying I have to get this done now. And I get to choose, I get to consciously choose that I don't have to listen to this. I don't have to, I don't have to do it now. And I'm choosing not to, because I know that if I don't do it right now, it's going to turn out better than I imagined. That is where you get to practice and you get to cultivate this beautiful gift of patience because you have the opportunity to do so. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think something that I really realize in this dynamic is that a lot of what has been unfolding, the business ideas, the opportunities, the steps, while I've been sitting with kind of this knowing of what this is being birthed into and what this Mm -hmm. looks like, it seems like over the last three, we've been working together for, this has been like three years of me studying and going deep with him. And now we're in this place of shifting our relationship where I'm not necessarily the student in this way, right? Where I'm, you know, save me. I need healing. Right. right? Help me. Now it's like, all right, I have my shit together. And now we're like doing something cool. Mm -hmm. And in this way, in this new step where we're co-facilitating and creating together, the things that have been coming up, the steps of what I have seen as the projector view, they feel miraculous. They feel like deeply spiritual. And here's your next step. The universe is like, here's that retreat center you're looking for. And everything's just kind of showing itself. So I really like this concept of patience and just having the knowing of, I could see things, but I can also trust that things will present themselves in the time that they're Mm -hmm. supposed to be there. You have the sense of direction. He has an undefined G center. And I know from personal experience that the undefined G center also requires a little bit of time to make decisions because it doesn't have that consistent sense of direction. I can see your sense of direction. He can see that vision, especially when you're explaining it and when you're sharing it. And for you, that's also part of you speaking your heart, speaking from that heart space. And that's so important for you. You have this vision and you have this sight. And so with that undefined G center, he needs a little bit of time to see that he could play that role. For him, if there is any way that you can give super clear sense of direction around, this is where I want to go. You do such a great job of that. I know with your team, but really painting that vision, but also giving him things to respond to projectors and generators. They work so well together. And that Manny Gen channel really does need guidance. It thrives with guidance from projectors specifically. There's like a couple of key markers in the chart that it really harmonizes with. 
but you have that pull, you have that vision. And so you have to recognize that if he's going to be in partnership with you, he is choosing to be around your G center. He can go in any direction. He can be absolutely anyone. And so he's choosing to be in your energy and you're following your definition. You're following the pull that you have that says, we have to go here. This is the vision. Mm-hmm. He gets to respond to that and he gets to say yes to this, say yes to that. But with that undefined G center, just giving him a little bit more clarity around what the vision is, what you see for him specifically. And that can also just give him peace of mind because he has that undefined G center. Yeah. Can you talk about the dynamic of our communication together? I noticed I had mentioned this in the beginning that when he says things to me sometimes and he's communicating to me, it's like psychic. There's like this, and I have that with certain people in my life. I have certain friends like that too. I'm just wondering what that's about. Is there something happening between the head, the heart and the throat that we need to explore so I can know more? Yeah. I think that what you're probably picking up on. So one of your electromagnetic channels is also in that um, head center. You have a fully defined head center. And then he has a lot of activation up here. When you feel like someone is essentially reading your mind, they're probably going to be people with an undefined head and undefined Ajna because he has this ability to just see what's in your head. And then with that sacral response, he sees it and then he just responds. But more specifically with gate 12, gate 12 is known as the gate of caution, but it's this is conscious sun. So this is the biggest thing in his energy. It's the gift of discernment. Essentially, it's just this gift of knowing exactly what to say. A big part of who he is, is finding the right words and speaking with grace his words and what he says and the way that he says it, the words that he chooses to express his ideas is very potent and powerful. And then the fact that he is perceiving and he is taking in and he is able to really see your vision is going to be like your psychic, you're seeing in my head, you're reading my mind, but you guys do have this split, the split in definition. So your head and your Ajna and you have this, he doesn't actually affect your split at all. <laughs> This is going to be true both in your personal chart, in your personal life, and when you guys are together, your head has one thing. It's taking all of these questions in, it's forming a specific perspective, it's understanding things, it's sorting through confusion, it's understanding this mystery. One of the ways where he's probably able to just say what you're wanting to say is he has 24 to your 61. Your 61 has this, I just know. I just know things. And that 24 says, okay, here's the logic behind why we know it. Here's the rationale between why you know this thing. He completes that channel for you. You typically in your own mental processing, most of the time it's going to be going from confusion, like overwhelmed with these ideas. You can't see anything clearly. It's all over the place. And then you'll have an epiphany of this realization. You're like, whoa, now I see that. He amplifies that a little bit because he also has the 47, but the 24 really providing that rationale behind the things that you just know is also one of the ways that you guys just know things together and he's able to express those. But with that split in definition, so I have 17, you have access to, it might be easier to get what's in your head out 
with me than it is with him just because there's those splits in definition. You're going to be looking at gate 17 and gate 56. 17 is the gate of opinions. There might be this pressure around if I don't have an opinion, how can I express it in detail? How can I share what I want to share? How can I communicate the details of what I want to communicate if my perspective isn't unique? I could see it showing up in business as I don't have a specific signature thing on this, therefore I can't teach it. Um, wanting to create your perspective before teaching it is probably something that's important to you. And just recognize that you might be searching for that 17 energy with what's my opinion, what's my perspective. Then 56 is the gate of the storyteller. You both have 11, which is ideas. And then 56 has this ability to take these ideas and enrich a story. You tell stories so beautifully, but it's more coming from you're speaking from the heart instead of crafting a story that's coming through the 1156. There might be this pressure to craft a story in order to get your message across as well. Mm, mm, For sure. Okay. Wow. The fact that you're looking at these two charts together and you're in your wisest of wise with all of this magic, what do you see that I need to know? Mm. let's tune into that yeah yeah (laughs) I'm like surrendering it all to you (laughs) tell me what do you see that I need to know this is a really harmonious chart there is a lot of magic here there really really is your profiles are really harmonious as well the six two and the two four everyone on my team is six twos and two fours literally every single one of them because that two line So he's consciously just like a natural. He just does things. And the way that he does things is really his magic. The way that you do things is how you learn. It's how you integrate. It's figuring out your unique method of doing things, understanding things a little bit deeper. And then you get to role model, share it with other people, teach it with other people. That four line, he learns from his network. He learns from the people around him and then he masters it himself. What you do is kind of the opposite where you master it yourself and then you share it with people. He's going to bring a lot of community. He's going to bring a lot of people into your world that are going to be really aligned. And then you're going to be able to really be this embodiment of the work that you're doing with your two channels, connecting your G center to your throat center and being that six line. Just remember that you're the role model here and who you are when you're showing up in this relationship and in the work that you're doing is probably going to have the biggest impact on the relationship and on anyone who enters into any container with both of you. So making sure that you feel centered, you feel grounded, and you feel like you are expressing your highest truth. Even if that is my highest truth is that I'm a hot mess right now. And I am going to be really vulnerable with you guys to show you that nobody is perfect. Just as long as it's coming from your highest direction, that highest self, you're going to be just fine. Everything will work out. (laughs) You know, the word harmonious or harmony, that has been my guiding word this year. And when people say that, I'm like, there's my word. It makes me feel so complete. And this is really beautiful to hear that. I'm also kind of wondering the sense of his common themes. We talk about frustration and anger and my theme of desiring success, but then feeling bitter if I don't have what I want. Yeah. Just to speak to that too, and just Mm -hmm. kind of share the background of why I'm bringing these themes up to ask questions on 
because I noticed that frustration and anger that play a role for him. And he notices my drive for success that can kind of come into a shadow element if I'm not careful. I'm like overworking, sacrificing, doing the blah, 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 blah. I'm just wondering how do we navigate those themes that can kind of create conflict because I get very uncomfortable to see somebody angry and and me being in my bitterness isn't comfortable either. So Mm -hmm. how do we work with that? Yeah. First with the undefined sacral center, you amplify his frustration and anger. So you feel it. It's physically uncomfortable for you when he is out of alignment, even if he's not (laughs) saying anything, but you're like, oh my God, you're so frustrated. I feel it at a core level. Yeah. If he's out of alignment, if he's tired, if he's in an environment where he's not being served, I can literally feel all of that. So, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So first recognize that you get to witness him in his process but it's not something that you have to fix. It is not your responsibility to fix him. You can, as the projector, if there's invitations and if he's asking for guidance or something that you do so well is ask for invitations. Like, hey, I have some feedback. Would you mind if I shared this with you? Or I'm noticing a pattern. Are you open to some reflection? Are you open to some feedback? You ask for invitations really well, but you also, because you can feel his frustration, if you're talking about solutions, you can feel exactly when his frustration dissipates. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking through something, you say, well, what if we do it like this? And there's an instant change in his physical, in his body. And you feel that sensation. You're like, oh, okay. That's probably the correct direction. Yeah. You get to manage that. You get to guide that. A big thing for you as you're observing and as you're watching and as you're working together is when he is in that frustration, it's not your responsibility, but if he does want feedback, you're one of the most incredible people at guiding it and making sure that he is feeling that satisfaction and he's yeah. amplifying that peaceful work that you guys are creating together. On the flip side for you, I would look into the so six to tends to be very, I want to help everybody. I want to give to everybody. It's an over giver naturally. Accurate. (laughs) I'm like accurate. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, cool. Yeah. That's me. There's this over giving energy. And so you get to recognize that you have to put boundaries around who you give energy to. This is kind of a double whammy because it's both six, two profile and projector in general, but that invitation of Some people are going to come into your world and they're going to interact with your work, but they are not quite at that level where they've almost scaled the wall to really be in that over-delivering energy and to really experience that generosity that you have. I hate the keynotes for this, but the keynote for the line two is bigotry, almost discriminating against who's going to take your wisdom and do something with it and who's going to just hear it for the sake of hearing it and then not do something with it. Making sure that when you're sharing the things that you want to share, when you're sharing your guidance and your wisdom, just make sure that the people that you're sharing it with are open to actually implementing it and embodying it and doing something with it. The word bigotry, I think how I translate this as you're explaining it is like discernment. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Practicing discernment around where I go with my medicine and who I offer it to. Okay, cool. Be really intentional about who you offer it to. That drive for success. I can see that possibly showing up from your undefined root center a little bit. And then being in his energy, your sacral center shadows are going to come up. And that's going to be an opportunity to recognize that it's not about the work that you do. 
It's about who you are. For you, your success comes through being your highest self. You've got these three channels. And if you ever want to just come back to who I am, what I do, you take action from your highest self in the present moment. So you channel your highest self. The one eight channel is about self-expression and authenticity. So you create beautiful things. You express yourself through creating beautiful things and you turn confusion into clarity. So if that sacral center shadow is coming up of, I need to do more. We need to get this done faster. I have to prove that I'm pulling my weight. I have to work harder. I have to do this. Any of that is showing up. Any of those move faster. I'm not doing enough. Any of that shows up. You can come back to, okay, cool. I am an inspiration for people. I inspire people through creating beautiful things. I just need to take action from my highest self in this present moment. And I can always access that. I can always channel my highest self. And if I'm confused, I know that it's going to turn into a realization soon. I know that that epiphany is just seconds away and the answers will always come to me. You can recognize that you don't have to do anything. It's not about the work that you do. You're not here to generate the energy. You're not here to make the thing. When you're creating, it's this, I'm self-expressing and I'm making beauty, but it's not, I'm building. You can feel the difference between those. totally feel the difference. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. You don't have to like pour energy into it and build it. You just get to piece things together and create beauty. Can you tell me, I don't want to take up too much time, but just maybe a final question, if that's cool, the sacral center shadows that he would bring up for me. What are those? What tell me? Yeah. I think that because he has 34, 34 is probably going to be where it's showing up the most just because there's so much activity in that area. So the shadows of the sacral center in general are feeling burnt out and wanting to work more, wanting to push through exhaustion. Things like, I just need another cup of coffee and I will be fine. There might be this fear of missing out. So if you are not working on this project with him, are you still pulling your weight? Are you still doing enough? So there can be some like, am I doing enough? He's working more than me. Maybe you guys are doing an event and he's running three days and you're running two that could trigger that. Like, Oh no, I'm not pulling my weight. I'm not doing enough. So you just have to recognize the work that you are doing looks different. The work that you do is providing that big vision, providing that guidance, providing a situation and the wisdom to help him get into alignment. So he's not frustrated. You're being the role model. You're bringing the ideas. You're bringing the perspective. You are bringing that channeled highest expression of you. You're bringing so much magic to this. So you have to recognize yourself first. And it's going to be through that self-recognition that other people will also be able to recognize you in your sovereignty and in your power. Then from there, you'll start to feel that success, but it starts from self-recognition. Okay. Yeah. That really speaks to me. I think it's like this dynamic of switching from a place of doing everything on my own, it's really easy to be like, okay, I know I have to recognize myself because it's all you have is to look at is yourself. But when you're building with somebody else, it can bring up that validate me kind of energy. This is self-recognition. So good. My mind is blown. My mind is so blown. I'm like, (laughs) oh my God, there are things you were saying and my jaw was dropping. I'm like, how do you know that from a chart? (laughs) So fucking cool. Okay. So 
Thank you. We need to do a part two on this for yeah, sure. Yeah, we do for sure. <laughs> oh my God, for sure. I have so many notes. Good. Okay. How do you feel? I feel really good. I feel like this is, it's really making me aware of the things that I have felt were like challenges, quote unquote, or like things to fix. Or I think when you have two people and they're communicating and there's things to be mindful of, you often see them as things that are signs of this is wrong and I shouldn't Mm -hmm. be in this relationship at all. I shouldn't be in this partnership. But what you're describing and the way in which I'm seeing this is like, there are things that we have to be mindful of. It's like almost as if I'm understanding boundaries in a deeper Mm -hmm. way, like energetic boundaries, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So this is super helpful. And it also just really validated me in understanding why I feel like this partnership is really sacred and is going to do incredible work in the world because you see it in the chart, the harmony of everything. I'm super happy. I feel so good. Good. I'm so happy I could provide some clarity for you. Just one more thing that's popping up is relationships. And this is, I'm pulling this from Gene Keys, the Venus sequence specifically. I don't remember where in the Venus sequence, but I'm close enough in my citations here. The relationships are a whole new level of integration and a whole new level of transformation. And specifically because you're a six, two mastering yourself is easy. It's being yourself and role modeling that for other people. That's challenging. What you get to do is you have this amazing opportunity where relationships are both possibly most challenging, but also potentially most growth can happen in a relationship dynamic because you don't want to hurt your another person's feelings, but they are affecting you physically. This person affects you and does things to your energy as well. And so there's just something so beautiful that happens and it'll be really easy for you guys with all of that defense circuitry where you're starting to recognize that sometimes you feel like you can't fully be yourself in this relationship because of how the energy is just happening. The energy is how the energy is working in the relationship. And so if you're communicating that, then you're setting boundaries and you're actually showing that person more of who you are. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of grace. It takes a lot of compassion, both self-compassion and compassion for whoever you're in partnership with. Anything that's being, I'll say highlighted here, not triggered, but anything that's being highlighted is just being brought to the forefront of your focus. And it's creating an opportunity for you to do a lot more, learn a lot more about that because your undefined centers and where you're undefined, that's what you're here to learn about from the world. It's what you see. And so in relationship, you get to see it at such a beautiful and intimate level that you really understand it even deeper. Any relationship, but specifically this one, I'm just really getting the nudge that this is going to be very, very transformative for you. And you're going to learn a lot. You're going to grow personally a lot in this container. I feel it. I feel it. (laughs) Okay. Stay tuned for part two. (laughs) Yes. Stay tuned for part two. (laughs) This is so good. Thank you, Eden. This is phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I had an amazing day chatting with you. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I can't wait to have you on the podcast and just dive deep. This is really just a testament to your gifts and your knowledge and skill set. You really are the most educated person I've ever met in the world of human design. So this is super cool to have you here.
Thank you so much for being here. And thanks to anyone else who decided to listen into this conversation. I will talk to all of you next week. <laughs>